Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you, and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within Podcast. I'm Enrique, and today... I've been waiting to speak to PJ for a while. I I dug all the way out to Australia (laughs) to get him because the brother is so influential, so impacting in what he does that, you know, you just cannot but take notice, right? That's, that's, that's what you do, PJ. You you make people uh, notice you, but you know, without further ado, uh, just give us a little bit about you, PJ, and and what you're up to <laughs> a little bit about me i love this one you know it's i try and i try and wrap it up as simple as i can right uh my name is piero Mardesic. i hid behind the alias of pga for a long time uh and when that when that truth came out i'm like my full name is piero like why am i hiding that you know my father's croatian my mother's filipino i wave my hands around like i'm some mediterranean but you know what People have been told, I've been told that I've been arrogant. I've been told that I've been loud and boisterous. And I'm just like, yeah, but I'm just a passionate father with three young boys, right? So when I think about who me, why me? I'm just a bowl of fruit salad, man. I'm a mixture of all things. I've, I've conquered some things. I've accomplished some things. I've achieved some small things. I've done some great things. But what I do is I love partnering with senior executives to help them who are ready to live and lead a life of exceptionality, both personally and professionally. And what I've been up to lately, and, and uh, this is something that really hit me with my, when my mentor put it in front of me, I've been living life with ease, man. I've been living life with ease. In 2020 and 2021, when things had to shift and everyone had to make those changes, I truly saw the opportunity. And obviously, you were on my Growth Matrix podcast and my online program. So we then spoke about how things had to shift. And, and what I really started to notice is that I was doing things hard. I was doing things so frantically and I was, I was putting in some effort over here and then I was switching because I'm just like, got to keep up, got to keep up. And I was like, whoa, my word for 2022 is ease. I'm just going to kick back. I'm going to put things in my schedule. I'm going to start being my word. I'm going to start living my true north, not the magnetic north where I think everybody else is going. I know the path that I want to go down. So when I really opened up about exceptionality a couple of years ago, I really have been honing in on walking my talk. So I'm doing things with these, man. That is so beautiful to hear, uh, PJ. And and uh, and I'll call you PJ. I don't know if you want. Me yeah, to. man, that's cool, man. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, but you know, exceptionality. So leadership and exceptionality, which is a, a, a interesting combination because you expect leaders to be exceptional, but we all know that you're going to get a big swath of leadership, right? You're, you're going to get those that just come in trying to figure things out. You're going to get those that are teaching because. Hey, that's, that's where the, the level they're at right now and, and anything in between, but exceptionality is something that does not take into account whatever level you are. It takes, it, it's you at that moment. So tell yeah. us a little bit about your definition of exceptionality, and then we'll yep. get into how leaders can get to that uh, stage in life uh, daily. Okay. So I believe that exceptionality comes to three main fundamentals. Uh, I created my methodology around this, this idea of exceptionality. And and I went through some crazy times when I was growing up, which which you'll be able to check out in my book and and some of the stories that I created in my lifestyle to get where I am. But there's three main fundamentals. Now, number one, I believe alignment 
is, is one major pillar you need. It is horrendous how many people I run into uh, at events or we start having side conversations and they're not, they're not in alignment with their values. They're not living their word. It's exactly what I mentioned before. So alignment is so imperative. The second one is commitment. Now, there's a huge difference between do you want it or are you committed? There's a massive difference between that talking the talk and then walking your talk. And I mean, people that I even coach and mentor, uh, you know, there there might be like a schedule change or there might be like a, you know, um, a a missed email. And they've called me to account because I'm teaching them. I'm, I'm teaching that. I know, I know that we're going to get into this. So the second one is commitment. The third one is mindset and mastery. It, it, it's amazing um, in, in such a sad way. And when I say amazing, because there's opportunity there, but how many people run away from their own stories? And the, and the one key thing to living an exceptional life personally and professionally and leading that for others is facing that. You've got to be willing to face it. Mastery is the continuous repetition of something. So if if you're going to, you know, one of the chapter titles in my book is unearth the truth behind the lies that you've been living. So if you want to master that, it means I'm now just going to be truthful across all areas of my life. Now, Now think about that. If you're listening to the podcast right now, what would shift if you truly told yourself the truth all every day? But not only that, you lived it. You lived it. You lived it. It's a, it's a big ball game. So they're the three fundamentals. They're the three pillars that I talk about with all of my clients and, and anything to do with exceptionality. Well, I, lo- I love the fact that you bring out truth. And, I, and we're going to end with that as, as we go through these pillars because it's very important to understand that without truth, there can be no clarity. Everything is muddied water if it's not truth. And so if, if, if for those leaders out there and you're talking about, hey, I want to be exceptional, I want to uh, uh, master some stuff, it is going to require some skin. And I'll tell you that right <laughs> off the bat, right? Because when you talk about truth, you know, it's kind of like when you talk about uh, self-awareness, right? My, my wife. Yeah provided for me the other day a little bit of self-awareness, right? It, it was painful. It was painful. But I needed to hear it, and it caused me some skin. But uh, guess what? Skin, it, it comes back. It, it comes back sometimes, like, better. So, yeah, yeah. so um, you know, let's, let's dissect these pillars because alignment, mm-hmm. it's beautiful that you start with alignment because – have you ever driven a car that's out of alignment? Oh, man. No. I have. I have, and it is no joke. It will take you sideways and in directions that you do not aim to go. And so let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about that alignment piece. Okay. I love the way that you brought up a car. But one of my greatest analogies is a boat. You think about, and I said it earlier, you think about magnetic north right? If you think about how many shiny objects do leaders, developers, innovators get, get sometimes distracted by? Now, there's nothing wrong with magnetic north, but it's going to pull you that way because that's what you think you deserve, you need to go, right? But when you listen to your heart and you're in alignment with your beliefs and your values, you're going to go true north. So when you look When you think about that boat, and if anyone's been sailing, you're going to get this straight away. When you're in a sailing boat, you know the end goal. But you're going to go this way, getting there, because you need to use the current. You need to use the the, the way the waves are going. You need to use the, the rudder. You need to use the stern. You need to use the whole lot, the sails, the wind to your advantage, because you might need to point the sails that way and the nose of the boat that way to go that way. So when you think about this, and you talk about alignment, like everything has to be in alignment. You've got to be living, breathing, eating your values. And your belief system is part of that. So what are the shifts? What are the paradigm shifts that you might have to make so that you can change the direction of your boat, your sailing boat? You know, And that really comes down to 
the decisions that we've got to make. You've got to make different decisions. If you've got to, if you've got to open up to someone, like you said, you know, when your wife pulled you up, you know, she brought it to your awareness. You lost some skin in the game. That's just taking responsibility in my books. You took responsibility. I'm going to give you a piece of my skin for that. I get it. I get it. Thank you for bringing it to my awareness. And, that, and that's, a whole nother, that's a whole nother level of mindset mastery that which we'll get into. So alignment, living to your beliefs, living to your values, living your true north, and making the decisions that you've got to make. And that paradigm shift, it's, it's, it's imperative. And, and it's so, so important. This, you know, so we just closed out the month of January. There's a lot of people that started something in January 1st. By now, <laughs> they done floundered and said, you know, that's enough, right? But the other day, so I'm on this uh, health conscious. You know, it's, it's not, mm-hmm. I'm not on a diet or anything. I, I know what I want to weigh. I know what I want to weigh. Because yeah. I know, ideally, in that category, that weight class, I perform physically at my best, right? So yeah. I'm like nine pounds away from my ideal weight where I feel the best, right? So I, I, and I get on the scale and I said, well, hold on now. <laughs> I've been putting in, I've been putting in the work. So what's up with the results here? Because something's got to give. And so I start calculating. I said, okay, so what are you doing in mm-hmm. terms of your, you know, your true north? Uh, of of this weight class and so i start saying okay well i do this okay well, well then it's obvious that if your eating habits have changed to the better and you're still doing exercise then you need to up the time on that treadmill so yeah, you're, yeah. you're you're plateauing man you're plateauing and so for leaders we get into these plateau situations um, mm-hmm. but you're basically the opportunity for misalignment. That's really what it is. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I said, okay, bro, you get, you got to up that time on the treadmill. And sure enough, you know, I added 15 minutes more and, and it broke me out of that plateau yeah. Yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. I started to see it again. So when leaders are plateauing, especially when it comes to their values, their, their beliefs, um, and things are not align, aligning to what their true north is, what are the repercussions? Ooh. When we don't become aware to the costs versus the payoffs, you're going to actually stay comfortable. And nothing grows in your comfort zone. And my greatest saying is conquer the uncomfortable unleash your potential because on the other side of that discomfort is more potential. Exactly what you're saying about the plateau. That's the biggest thing that I, that I want to really grab hold of here. The repercussions are going to be what you've always done is what you're always going to get then. So in order to get something new, you've got to do something different. We know the quote, we all heard the quotes. Uh, the other repetition that I believe that I want to bring to awareness here is cognitive dissonance. And that is, if we've all heard the quotes and we're reading all the books and we're talking to our friends about it, it's like, you saw me uh, a year and a half ago. You would say that I've changed. I've evolved. Content on the internet's different. The people that I engage with is different. When I look at you, you've evolved. If I look at your content, it's evolved. So I, other people, the repetition is the cognitive dissonance. Nothing's going to change if you don't change, if you don't make the effort to do so. So you can talk about all the million books in the world. You can talk about all the quotes. You can post another quote. But if you don't implement and you don't action it, the repetition's going to stay the same. Yeah, wonderful. Folks, there's, there's a true danger in leadership when you, when you don't take that plateau into account. Yeah. If you do the same thing over and over again, you're going to get the same thing. Yeah. And, and sometimes even worse, there, there's yeah. situations where that plateau will provide for you a downhill effect and you have to be careful. So uh, PJ, we talk about commitment, right? Because it takes commitment. I gonna tell you like my, my legs are feeling it. Right. I'm, I'm feeling those 15 minute increase to the thing. 
but uh, so is my body. My body is saying, wow, thanks, bro. You, you, you were able to identify that what area it was that you needed to tweak in order to get you to this next level. We're burning now. I, I see the weight con- is going down now. And so, but my legs, <laughs> my legs are feeling it, right? My, my legs are feeling it. There's this level of commitment that comes with some pain. Um, and a lot of folks, they confuse feel good, yeah. you know, with true results of commitment. So t- let's talk mm-hmm. about commitment for a little while and, mm-hmm. and how you uh, implement that into your cycle there. First of all, I'll, I'll start with this. Your results are a reflection of your level of commitment. So if you're not getting the results, take a look at your commitment because results don't lie, period. When, when we look at data, when we start looking at the data, when we start looking at the things that we were just talking about, repetition, the things that keep happening, right? When we pick up that data, if we're not actively changing the input you know, if we're not taking in the true north into direction, in, into calculation, and we're going, oh, we're staying, we're, we're getting a little bit off course here. We need to turn the sails a little bit. We're going to go this way. Like if we're not taking the action, you're not going to be in alignment. So this commitment part, your commitment is, is being who you need to be, doing the do to have what you want because that's all mindset, and we'll get into mindset. But when you talk about, uh, I really want to break apart commitment. What are your intentions? Where's your integrity life? Where does it sit? How do you show up on a daily basis? If you want staff to be the best staff that you've got, are you watering the grass where they stand when they're with you? Are you listening to them? Now, tension, I I want to get real philosophical here. Tension is when you pull the rubber band back and you feel the tension, right? We need the tension. We need the friction. We need a little bit of resistance. Now, intention is inner tension with ourselves. In other words, feeling the fear and going with it. got way too excited just then you got to feel the fear and you've got to go with it and you know i'm not the will smith says it the best right what's his quote um feel the fear and fuck it like go with it anyway right but why i'm talking about intention with commitment because when you are truly committed when you are truly committed to get it You've got it. It's in the zone. It's there. The true north is there. Nothing is going to stand in your way. If anything, things are going to shift the way you want them. So have you ever gone bike riding? Have you ever gone bike riding? And have you ever looked at a tree and you're like, don't hit the tree, and then you hit the tree? So I love mountain bike riding, right? I love mountain bike riding. I, grow, I go cross country, I go enduro, I go downhill, I do the whole lot. I remember this one day, and this is going to be funny because the audience will know the person that I'm talking about, and Enrique, you know, you know Ella as well. So this one day, right, Ella had no idea what I was doing. I was on my bike, and she's like, are you sure you want to talk? I said, yeah. And I had the, the camera looking up towards me, and I remember, I'm like, oh, there's this tree coming. And as I said it, I... I like I couldn't turn it up. I hit the tree and like she was literally still talking. Are you okay? Are you okay? Anyway, the point of the story is this. Where your focus goes, energy flows, but your focus creates your reality. So if you're committed and you've got the end goal in mind and you know that that's the end goal, you are going to talk to the right people. You will talk to them in a way of I live, I breathe, I eat my philosophy. This is who I want to talk to. Do you know someone? Oh, wow. Uh, uh, you know, like it, the, the conversation shifts. The conversation shifts. You don't go to people to get something. You go to people to give something. So even when you represent your language, when you represent your philosophy with those people, they're going to go, wow. Like, uh, 
that was different. You're just going to be impactful. You're going to influence them like we, we, we spoke before the podcast. Like you said, you, the way you do something teaches others how to do it. And, and another one, this is all going to roll into commitment. The way that you treat other people is teaching them how to treat you. So if you're a leader and you're looking for exceptionality, now I believe every single person could be a leader because it's all about intention, integrity, alignment, commitment, mindset, mastery, all of these powerful words that we can use. But when you treat others, you are teaching them how to treat you. And this is a big one. I talk about this with fathers all the time, especially when it comes to commitment, because they're committed. They're committed to work based on their values. They're in alignment with what they want to do. They just want to provide for their family. And then often they get left behind because they actually didn't put themselves first. So when you put others first, you're teaching them to put you last. Now that could be very controversial for some people, but when you look at it from the big picture point of view, right? There's nothing wrong with doing something for yourself. If anything, that's the whole idea behind personal development. Self-development is look after you. So my cup's full so that I can pour from an empty cup. Well, I don't believe there's such a thing as an empty cup. I believe there's either a cup full of goodness or greatness, and then there's a cup full of toxicity and bullshit. So where are you pouring the cup from? And when I talk about commitment, and I know you're the same, when we talk about commitment, get committed. It's not about just wanting it. It's committed. It's a whole different, it's a different ballgame. Well, I, I love that you, you mentioned two things that I, my head has been just pinging back and forth and it's, and, and it's around attention, right? Yeah. And, and going back to my physical fitness uh, uh, example here, there's a tension, there's an amount of tension that the machines are going to provide for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and th- that's all by, by design. It's made to put some stresses on your body that'll cause you to uh, build up well first lose some of the stuff that you don't want and then build up some (laughs) of the stuff that you want and those things are by design they're there whether you get on it or not that's still there that tension is still there Mm -hmm. but you mentioned intention Mm -hmm. and that just just blew i was like wow okay because there's this natural tension of the equipment that's there to serve your body, but there's an intention that could make or break how you work this out because yeah. there's a internal, t- you know, internal battle of how much are you willing to feel, yeah. right? I just <laughs> mentioned my legs. How much of that pain are you willing to feel for the goal that you said you mm-hmm. wanted? Mm-hmm. And so in the world of commitment, I love that you made that separation because you don't have to do anything. And that equipment still has the potential and the tension that was, mm-hmm. in, that, that was designed. Yep. But you can loosen some of that tension inside of you mm-hmm. and you won't be as committed. And mm-hmm. It's usually why we see by the end of the January, a lot of people fall off of their yearly goals. Yep. Yep. And so many people I see, I witness so many people. They want, they want it. They want it. I get that. We all want it. We all want it. But who's willing to get committed? Who's willing? (laughs) I'm going to stop there. The word, let's just talk about will. Are you willing? We could stop there. We could question when the audience hears this. I just want you to hear it. Are you willing to use the tension that's already there? Are you willing to use it with more intent to push harder? Yes or no? And and will has been such a one of those uh, topics that when we talk about uh, leadership development, 
of self-development of, of, of who you are professionally uh, and, and personally and physically and mentally and all those things, uh, you know, commitment is probably one of the biggest things that will uh, stand out and also testify against you. <laughs> It'll testify <laughs> against you because guess what? You just told everybody you want to do this mm-hmm. thing. Right. And then, and then this is what I did. So it just so that uh, in commitment, there's a level of accountability. And so, yeah, I yeah. know what I'm committed to, you know, mm-hmm. I have to get up and get in on, on in that gym. Uh, thankfully I have a home gym, uh, with, with, with everything. I just have to walk to the, to the, to the gym in my house. But I said, you know what, that's good and well. But who's holding you accountable since it's in your house? Yeah. So I called on my brothers and sister and I said, hey, if I don't get to this goal by this time, all of you get a hundred bucks. <laughs> and there's four of them. So, you know, it's not a cheap <laughs> thing here. Right. <laughs> I know what I, and, you know, so I intentionally put that yeah. type of, uh, of, of accountability in place <laughs> to, for the, for the days that that rubber band inside of me is not pulling is, you know, it's not pulling that the thought of, Hey, I'm going to have to dish out $400. <laughs> if, if that's you, know, <laughs> you know, what's really important about that is that you brought up another, <clears throat> you brought up another key fundamental uh, of uh, uh, alignment actually. And this also comes down to commitment and it also comes down into mindset mastery. But that is what drives you. Now, people call it motivating, right? I love the idea of what's the motive behind the action. It's motivation, right? But, but the driver and our beliefs, and our, our beliefs and values are part of that driver. So when you say that, it's like, I want the accountability, right? And then the money drives them to keep you accountable. And you don't want to give the money away. So that's going to keep you accountable, right? But everybody's got such different ways of being accountable. Some people are just driven by a book a week. I know that I love to listen to one audio book a week or at least pick up my book every day and read 10, page, 10 to 20 pages, right? So what are, what are the drivers? Because then you know you're committed already to drivers. So if you know what you're committed to that drives you, that motivates you, the goal is even easier. Now, some, some people might be like, but, but, but I don't know what motivates me. It's kind of like, well... <laughs> And how do you wake up in the morning, right? It's so simple. It's actually really simple. Um, I believe that we complicate lives. We complicate it. And that's why my big word this year is ease. We complicate things, Enrique. We complicate it. There's no need to. And, and as you were saying that, I was thinking, hey, yeah, that's the, it goes to the ease part. Uh, we had a discussion about my ease <laughs> in driving, right? I just kind of like to coast because... Yeah. Um, there's no rush. There's no rush. I get to see things. I get to experience things. You know, I see the, the, the sun in the sky. You know, it's just a lot that comes with taking a life uh, with ease and, and operating at that level. You talk about mental, uh, well, mastery, mastery mm-hmm. as a whole, right? Because there's a lot of things that we must learn how to master. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always go back to a, a biblical text where uh, God is speaking, uh, you know, to Abel's brother, Cain, and he said, you know, hey, what's going on? Why you look so sad? He's mm-hmm. like, you know, nothing, nothing's going on. Oh, really? Because your, your brother's blood is calling me. So, <laughs> you know, you explain to me what's going on here. But the whole yeah. thing was, hey, look, man, I, I know you, I know you have flaws know that Mm. but you can master it yeah you can master it and so you know i always go back to that you know this is this is you know for 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 me almighty god telling me there's some challenges that are headed my way there's Mm -hmm. some obstacles Mm -hmm. that are plain ugly i can master it it doesn't have to have its day on my parade right yeah (laughs) And, and 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 so let's talk about that mastery piece because it's usually where we really lose our chips. 
Mm-hmm. This is where we really, really lose out big. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, let's just cover uh, mindset really quickly. Right. A lot of people uh, that I've witnessed, that I've been around, myself included in the past and so on, we run away from mindset. First of all, because we don't really understand the ins and outs of mindset because it's actually so broad. Growth mindset, fixed mindset, are you open-minded, you're closed-minded, like all of these words that we can use to associate with. So first of all, it's confusing out there. It's basically the law, the, the law of fundamental of mentalism, which was back in the days of Kabillion. If you've ever heard of that, these are like 3,000 years ago, the seven fundamental laws of the Kabillion, you know, written by the three initiatives. There's, there was like prophecies, greater than, greater than prophecies. But they've been around for 3,000 years. One of them is the law of mentalism. Now, the law of mentalism is to truly accept that you, us individuals, are all, all things. You are all things. Now, I want to break it down because that's really challenging for some people to accept. So because this is, I I want to make this podcast, this this interview, so with such takeaways, especially for exceptional leaders, because there's already exceptional leaders and they're probably just looking, how how do I just go that next level, right? It's as simple as this. You cannot in any way, shape or form explain color to someone who's colorblind, like completely colorblind. They will never understand it. You can't say, oh, that's blue like the sky. And it's like, oh, well, it's blue like the sea. You, you just, you can't do it. So they don't, that in, in their category, they are already all. In this category, if you can see color, you are all. You are all, except that you are all. The moment that you accept that you are all things, your mindset shifts. So when I talk about mindset and why mindset mastery is so important is because there's one thing to conquer something, and that is to achieve the unachievable. It's to look at the mountain, and if anyone has seen 14 Peaks, amazing Netflix show, right, or or read the book, um, conquer the uncut you look at that mountain you're like really am i going to do 14 peaks in six months and he did right 14 peaks in six months but he achieved the unachievable when we set a goal for ourselves and we think it's unachievable and we achieve that and it's like yes that's conquering now mastery is the continuation of conquering so if you continue to achieve unachievable things because the moment you do it once there's this little uh, click inside you that just goes off and you're just like, oh, no, I've done it once. I can do it again. I can do it again, right? So mastery is the continuation, the repetition of conquering what you think is un- unconquerable. And then there's, in, in, my, in my books, then there's champion, to truly champion it, to be able to set a, a minimum. When I say minimum standard, You set a minimum standard so high because you want people to go over that. When I, when I am with some leaders, I hear language sometimes that will, you know, don't train the staff too well because I don't want them to overtake me or I don't want them to leave and start their own company. It's like, come on, you've already built a great company. If we tune your leaders even greater, what could they either take over? What could they open up for you? What innovations could they bring to the plate? We want to train people to take over. So when when we talk about mindset mastery, it's really being able to understand and let go of the ego that every single person that surrounds us is going to be able to bring something to the plate. The only difference between a beggar and a billionaire is mindset. The billionaire uses his time wisely and the beggar asks. And the billionaire says, how can I help? 
That's the difference. Mindset. Mindset. It's so self-empowering. There's, there's two, actually, you give me some feedback because there's something I really, really want to bring up, but it goes in a different direction. So what did you think? What did you think? Well for, well, for one, mastery requires a level of mentality that, um, that you're not in competition. <laughs> there is none. There is no competition. Um, even when things come your way, that may seem like uh, they may topple you over. There's still no competition. And I, I remember I, I had re- replied to a post one time. And they were like, what do you think about competition? I said, what competition? <laughs> Simple as that. What, what are you referring to? Because no one can do what I do. Because they would have to be me. Correct. Everybody gets to do, like, you know, to your point, everybody gets to do their wholeness. They get to do what only they can do. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's maybe a opportunity where we can collaborate and make this thing just wow out of this world. Right. Uh, you know, like, uh, like Apple, you, you, you want the universe or you, you know, or you just want this earth. And so mindset obviously has to do a lot with your stance in what you can do. Now I won't, I won't, uh, I won't shy from saying, "Hey, that's something I can't do, right?" Mm-hmm. But don't make me want it. <laughs> if yeah, you yeah, yeah. Me, if you make me want it, then you you might see me on that podium, right? So mm-hmm. because that's just the type of person I am. Um, I don't need to do everything because I know there's some people that do great things in mm-hmm. their own. Mm-hmm. but I'm capable. Yeah. Yeah. Self-belief, self-belief. And that brings me to that point where you said you got to know yourself. And this is, this is one, you know what? I'll, I'll give it away. I hope that, I hope that if you're in the audience and you hear this, I want you to understand the level at which I, the level at which when my clients walk away, when they implement the stuff and the achievements that they gain, the sustainability, there's one program that I love to share, and that is self-intelligence. Everyone's got their own little thing around what self-intelligence means, or SQ, I like to call it. Self-image, self-worth, self-care, Self-discipline, self-confidence, self-education, and understanding your self-sabotage. If you understand all those and you implement them, mindset mastery. You then understand yourself. The moment that you understand yourself, then you can articulate yourself to the world. And where we get stuck is we don't understand how we're going to react versus respond in certain situations. So what actually happens is that we're afraid then to look like the fool. Well, if you're afraid to look like a fool, you're not actually going to risk anything. And if you don't take risk, you're not going to create experiences. If you don't have experience, how can you share that with anybody else? Some of the toughest people have been through shocking experiences man's search for meaning victor frankel kobe bryant michael jordan thomas edison um grant cardone um mary mckillop um oprah winfrey Some of these inspirational, exceptional leaders that I look up to have been through some horrible, horrible experiences. Now, we've we've spoken 
uh, in the past about tough times equal tough people. Tough times create tough people. There is a level at which I believe there is urgency right now to really co-create together from a space of love in leadership. And I feel as if there's not enough of that because that would be painful for some people to put their hand up and own some of their vulnerability and their pain. So they hide them. There is such an urgency for that right now. We've just been through two of the toughest years, which were just so challenging because we didn't know what it was going to bring us. But there is right now, there is still that sense of urgency in leadership to co-create from a space of love. Why? Inclusionary and diversity has completely changed. I don't want to bring up the words because I think they're irrelevant, but I'm going to talk about inclusionary and diversity have completely changed over the last two years. We are, we are separating over stupidity. That's my belief. It's my belief. This is why I think that in leadership, there is an urgency, and I'm going to say it again, there is an urgency to co-create from a space of love. And that has been something that has been there for way, way more than two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen it all throughout my professional career where there has been a hesitation to to co-create. It's mm-hmm. always been a... I have to be at the top and no one else can. And if they try to come up, I'm going to knock them down. You know, there's, there's not been ever in, in my lifetime, a time where there was a, a leader that was saying, Hey, come on up everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like, Hey, it's my, this is my time. You, mm-hmm. you, you'll get your time. And it has truly been the factor why there's so many divisions uh, within organizations alone, yeah, let yeah. alone, you know, the world. Uh, now there's, Even, some cult- you know, there's some cultures that, that, uh, that don't, they don't go that way, you know? Um, but there are, there's a lot more, uh, that are hierarchy mentality that will not share, you know, the number one spot, the podium, right. <laughs> um, and that's why when you see these marathons and, and 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 the person that was about to win go crippled with the you know with the muscular disease and and, mm, and the, the mm. toxins are going all over their body and they just they can't function and can't move and somebody that could have easily passed them hmm. go down grab them put them on their shoulder and 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 ensure that they passed before them that's why those moments in time are so inspirational. Mm, mm. And and to your point, we need more of that. You know, we need more of a, hey, how about we get to this together? And and so what? You stepped ahead of me. So what? Mindset mastery is really conquering the ego in the right way. The ego is not your amigo, but the ego can definitely be used for the best intentions. You can use your ego for the best intentions. And it is so, it takes such little encouragement to uplift another human, but we don't do it enough. We don't do it enough. You, When you see a baby falling over, trying to walk, everybody in the families around them, come on, get up, you can do it. You can do it. You see someone start business, and the closest people around them, ah, that's a stupid idea. Ah, that won't work. No, nah, no one will ever buy it. Are you kidding? Why don't we lift each other up? It takes such little, like, and that's mindset. Lift them, lift them up. Like, why, why would you even say that, right? But this also goes, I love your point about the people being on the podium. This also goes for people trying to get to the podium. Sometimes the ego is slowing them down because they're not using it to their best advantage. 
They're not asking the questions. They're not asking the right questions. They're not surrounding themselves with the right people. Maybe they're getting sidetracked. They keep looking at the mind. They keep looking at the shiny objects. So this is why that alignment, that commitment, and the mindset mastery go together to get them closer to the podium, to even get there and then say, I need help with this bit. I'm here. I can reach your shoelaces, bend down and help me out. So it goes both ways. I, I, I love that you brought that up because the person looking down, right, they also know how hard it took there. Are they going to be willing to reach down and help somebody up? And is the person trying to climb willing to ask the question? That's mindset mastery. I love the way you said that. It's like, it doesn't matter if you're one step ahead of me. We can share it together. But are the people willing to do that on both sides, top and bottom? And then that's why we're talking about leadership and, you know, <laughs> exceptionality. There's not that yeah. many people that are, are not willing to, to, to do that. But the leaders that are, that's where you yeah. get to go from, you know, there's the book, Good to Great. No, this is, this is great to exceptional, mm. right? This is, <laughs> this is beyond uh, great, you know, because uh, uh, it's, it's where the leader has morphed into this, into this being that is the essence of being exceptional. Well, that's the Phoenix, right? I want, I want to share this, the, what, what you just said gave me goosebumps everywhere because it's, it, essentially there are already exceptional leaders out there. They're already there. But are they living, breathing it every day? Can they? And it's not about doing more. It's about quality. Who are they bringing up? Who are they teaching below? And this idea that they get to shed themselves, they get to shed the junk away. And they step up another level. When they go up another level, like I said, ego disappears. Ego gets used the right way. You then teach people how to treat you. You're then doing the do, so then they do the do. You're being the person that becomes inspirational. You live, breathe, eat, walk, talk. Your philosophy, your vision, your paradigm, whatever it is for you. And that's what makes me passionate about it is because I see this need, the urgency, this the ultimate goal, the co-creation from a space of love. Because love is, is the third highest energetic vibrational uh, frequency. And when we operate from that level and above, because the only, the only two things that are above, I think, are peace and uh, enlightenment. So when we co-create from a space of love, in the workplace, surrounded by other humans. Great things come from love. Exceptional things come from love. And then you've got peace above that. Man, if everyone was just operating from a place of peace. You know, every beauty pageant woman in the world wants world peace. We all want world peace. But if we can't even co-create from a place of love, which is totally achievable, by the way, it is so achievable. It's so achievable. And then after that becomes enlightenment or embodiment. You then embody everything that you stand for. If every person in the world was coming from a place of giving and willing to receive, because that's another huge thing. It's not give and take. It's give and receive. You've got to be able to receive the compliment. Mm -hmm. We could shift. Everyone can shift. We we can all shift. It's it's funny you bring up the, the pageant you know, the beauty pageant scenario there, because the other day I was talking about uh, that. I always take moments where I say, you know, if you could have what, if you could have one thing, what would that be? And every time I come to this thought, if I could get rid of selfishness in the world, and then I, as I was talking to somebody, it was like, you know, that's funny because 
all the beauty pageants, they all they want is they want world peace. Well, they should be asking for a world without selfishness. Um, <laughs> because that's where we would transcend as humans. Yeah. I, if I if this that. world would be a world without selfishness, mm-hmm. wow. You know, talk about exceptionality. (laughs) Well, PJ, brother, thank you so much for sharing your three pillars and and this conversation. I hope, folks, that you are listening, that you have gotten something out of alignment, commitment, mastery. You know, these are the things that will set you apart from from everybody and hopefully As you commit to these things, as you display these things, you bring somebody else along. PJ, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, get into your class, get into your masterminds, all those things, um, where would they go and and where should they go? Definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, There's also a link tree, which which I'll provide to you. So you can click on a link through link tree. Um, the, I operate in one day masterclasses now with, with 12 week follow-ups, you you know, we can talk about that kind of stuff, but the, the main thing is to reach out on LinkedIn through the messenger app. You know, you can reach me through obviously the website and all of the stuff that I talk about is on the website. So if you actually go to the website, like this is that whole living, breathing thing, right? It's there. So the website, you can reach out to me personally. You can find me on Google. Like it's all there. Outstanding. Well, folks, I'm going to make sure they get that tree into the show notes so you can easily get a hold of PJ. Brother, once again, thank you for sharing your morning, your day uh, with me. Uh, this has been a very enlightening uh, topic to to discuss as we get down these roads of leadership. But uh, I thank you and I wish you all the success in this world uh, and if you ever uh, want to do a little more, <laughs> we'd love to have you again, uh, maybe Absolutely. next year, brother, just to talk about uh, how far you've gone. But thank you once again, folks. Thank you for being with us. I hope that this topic and this uh, this talk has been enlightening to you. And as we love to close this show, success to you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.